Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Roosters were so bad. Whatever analysis you did on any of their plays this week, you have to scrap that, chuck it out the window, because none of it is going to help you, unfortunately. When a team completes a 50%, there's zero chance of any of their players doing well. Yet, really, the only one that's done okay in this one is Egan Butcher at 53, and that's because he made 49 tackles. There was 63 run meters in his game. He did have an offload, and he had a tackle break. That was it. So, still five... Five missed tackles for, for Egan in this one. in this one, And of course, this is his biggest game of the year. Shock in the game where everyone else struggles. So what the other thing I need to say is updates. Sort it out, guys. The NRL app has it. Literally, Money Munster is going to have to sit this whole weekend on 93 when he's got that first ton of the year and it's not updated. So that's upsetting for anyone that's a Money Munster owner. Up to a 63.5 is what it's going to be. Average after he gets to that 100. So... He was doing absolutely everything in this one. Whether he was at fullback, whether he was at half, he just ran the ball at every chance he could. And he's just a maestro with the ball, isn't he? He's incredible. 419 kick meters as well in this one was huge. So they obviously had plenty of possession considering Roosters dropped the ball almost every set. Everything, Every time they tried something, they dropped it uh, in a, a wet, weather footy, wet weather footy game as well. A lot of your stats and, and things that you your, and your analysis goes out the window as well. Obviously, a lot of the outside backs don't go so well. And you know, a couple of my players that I really needed to, you know, you would have listened to me in the trades video and the other videos this week is that I was hoping and praying that I could get through this first game and then the rest of the week would be great. Unfortunately, didn't manage to get through this game and we'll have a middling, middling week, I'd say, in this one. So, yeah, even some of our guns, like Harry Grant didn't, didn't get, the, obviously, the full 80 minutes, but didn't managed to score super well. So updates here. We've got Munster with 100. Spoke about him. He just was in everything. He will be one of the guns, guys. You get him at 800K, but obviously he will miss a bunch of games over Origin and you know just had a bit of a tough start to the year with his injury. So that's that with him. Nick Meany, the people that have been still pushing to get rid of him, picked up 59. He ended up updating too in his 66 minutes with his head knock that he had. So, you know, try a couple of tries for him. Meter's gain wasn't massive, but, you know, passing game and, and being in the right spot at the right time was perfect for him. Eli Katoa ends up to a 57, which is good as well. So those that are that were really stressed about him, he's going to 
average outs over this first six games to a 52 average. So he's priced about 100K under that average. And obviously that 30-odd slowed down his money-making, but he still has a little bit more if he can continue this type of scoring. And really, do you think he can? I think so. Hughes goes to him every time. Not once did he go out the back. I think he passed it to Remus Smith once, uh, maybe there or twice there and in anywhere in the in the Roosters' half. And Mr. Warbrick, unfortunately, doesn't get any pellets. So, yeah, how fun's that? He goes to Katoa, or if they go to Remus Smith, Remus Smith does not even look at him once. He's like, ah, oh, yeah, you're there. I'll just keep running. That's funny. I was, not really, uh, especially when he played Warbrick this week. But, um, yeah, Ellie, someone you could definitely keep, I think, until round nine, and then you can make a decision on there. But uh, I think that he's someone that, really, if you want to, he's going to be one of those guys that probably averages close to that 50 for the entirety of the year like he's not doing anything crazy and you know picking up these type of stats so 29 tackles for two for one miss was good in this one he has an offload in his game he's got five tackle breaks and a line break this is becoming pretty normal and became came very close to scoring a try which he would have ended up at about that 70 mark so really really good player uh for fantasy but also doing a good job for them uh when he gets the ball in hand I spoke about Egan butcher crazy got his best score of the year in this shocker of a game but Makes sense. It was a tackling game for them. Harry Grant. So did everything well. Kicked a 40-20. That was great. So obviously got his kick meters for that. A couple of forced dropouts as well. So really controlled things well. In that second part of the game, he did miss a bunch of tackles. Ended up falling off six, which hurt him. Uh, and the 34 tackles in total made. Dropped his point scoring to a 50 is what he ended up updating to. So not ideal. You know, he picked up that 51 a couple of weeks ago, but shows that you, know, you can get a, an 87 one week and then you can get a 50 the next. And that's pretty normal and pretty good, to be honest with you, for a lot of these, uh, a lot of these hookers in the game. You know, they're not always going to get that 70, but you know, what happens when they get big tackle numbers and some type of attacking stats? So they're going to get 70 plus and round out to a 66 average over the first six games. So Harry's been great. Don't stress about him, but he's someone that I don't own. And what you need to compare it to, I'm, I'm going to go through Suwali right now. And yeah, with, with Suwali, he's priced at just over 500K, which puts him in the mid-30s as, as a price guy. So when he scored, he got updated to 31, which just says 29 at the moment. He's only you know four or five points below his break-even and where he's priced at at the moment. Whereas someone like Harry Grant, he's priced up in the, in the mid-60s at the moment and he scored 15 below that. So... If you're doing comparisons there, Masuali'i, not so bad. Warbrick, pretty bad, obviously. But yeah, Grant there. I have made up a couple on Grant. And what I do need, though, to make up, and that's how I'm going to think about this for the rest of the weekend, is my sort of pod plays from here. So Robson over Grant needs to get a 65 or 70. And if he does that, I can kind of make up for a little bit of Suali'i and make up for a little bit of Warbrick. And yeah, we, we bring ourselves back to life a little bit. Uh, in amongst a couple of our other good selections that we that, that have been going great the last bunch of weeks. Yeah, we can make up for, for starts like this. And, and that's the best way to think about it, especially when you get a little bit of a break when Grant didn't go out and get 75. Early on in that game, when he picked up that beautiful 40-20, I was, I was a little bit worried for that. But obviously, yeah, things didn't work out as well for him in the second half. I think it was 33 at the half and only picked up the extra 16 points there. So that's Harry. Uh, let's go to Manu now. He went down to 47. He ended up with uh, seven tackle breaks and 200 meters there. Five kick defusals. Did his job, really. Tried his tried his best. You know, and he did have the one error, which obviously not great. But overall, he was in, in and amongst it. In a wet weather game, not going to be his best game either. And, you know, the Roosters is applying no pressure and is giving 
giving Storm the ball at all times. So, yeah, you'll take that 47 if you did pick him up in this type of game, given he was the second best Rooster scorer. But overall, you're hoping for a big one. And yeah, I suppose it would have been ideal to know that this was going to be a wet weather game and, and probably not conducive to guys like Manu and you know the outside backs for, for both, team, both teams, really. It was only Meany uh, in the outside backs uh, and, and Manu, the full backs that actually did okay. Everyone else did pretty poor. So that's that there. Xavier Coates with a three try effort for 46. How good. What a fantasy gun. Uh, Christian Welch got up to 47 in this one. He was pretty solid, pretty excited when they had turned over that first ball. Um, the first drop, I think, from, from Jackson Parlow there. So, uh, so, so sort of, it sort of set the tone for this game, to be honest with you. Um, and it just kept going from there. Josh King, a little fall from grace. And this one was never going to make massive tackles, but he was scoring pretty well in that first half. And then again, things slowed down a little bit in that second one. But you know, for him, 30 tackles, 125 meters. No attacking stats in this one. Did get a forced uh, turnover tackle as well. So that was that with, with Kinger there, the 44. Again, this is you know probably more of what we expect, somewhere between that 45 and 50-ish. Uh, and he's priced pretty well according to that now. So will he play 66 minutes every week? Most of them. And then he'll go to 70 and 80 sometimes as well. Uh, Terrell May, he had a, a really good game. I think he ended up with 39 in updates, but 31 minutes for him. He was great. He ran the ball hard, tackled hard. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. 28 tackles, zero misses. Yeah, it's exactly what you want for a bench forward here. And I think he did a, did a job for the Roosters in a team where they had a multitude of negatives. He did a great job. All right, we've got Cam Kamika there with solid. Trent Leoro. So he ended up updating to a 42, which was nice and, and really happy with that output in a game where, again, they had the ball a lot. Man, he didn't get to tackle as much. But 80 run meters there. Did get a penalty early on. I was cursing him. I was like, come on, get off him. But... As it, as, here's what it is. Uh, one tackle break there. So 10 points in, in the running side of the ball. And then 33 for no misses. So this is him, guys. This is this is where we're at with Trent. He has a decent amount of cash still to make. So him at 505, as I said, very, uh, price very similar to that of Sueli. He's averaging 42 here. Sueli is averaging a 38. And, and it's been up and down. That's why his scoring hasn't you know, gone crazy. Whereas Trent's pretty consistent. And he'll make another 20 or 30 here. And he'll keep moving until closer to that 600 mark is where he'll be at. Uh, if he continues to be about that 42 and a half, he'll be about a you know, 600 to 610 type of scorer, uh, depending on, on week to week how the uh, how the pricing changes. So it's not an exact science because it does change each and every week the uh, amount of points allocated, uh, sorry, amount of cash allocated per point. So that's that. But yeah, a general idea of, of where we're at. If you're looking at a 50 point, Scorer, they're around that 700k mark or just above, uh, and then 40 is about a hundred, you know, hundred and hundred and a bit down from there. So he'll be a little bit up above that 600 mark. 
Now, Butcher, 40 for him. Again, he's been someone who's scoring well, and he had, you know, five missed tackles, 49 tackles, but no run meters, 42 run meters. Ugh, yuck. Radley went up to 41, but he had that really bad sin binning, which kind of cost them a lot. Uh, they obviously didn't play very well at all after that, but yeah, not good for them. Walk went up to 35 in this one. Really had one of his one of his shockers, really. Four errors, a couple of missed tackles, a couple of inside tens. Uh, hardly ran the ball. Missed two tackles, pretty normal for him. Uh, you know, one or two at the moment, which is good. But that lovely try assist, he started the game so great, and then it all just fell apart from there. So Walker, he was kind of, you know, semi in my plans. It was like him, Hines, you know, to be fair, I don't know how I'm going to be able to get Hines next week with with the uh, with the outside backs that I've got. You know, Warbrick and Suli, I don't think I can play long term. So I uh, might not be able to get Hines next week, which would be a bummer, but we'll work that out. I do, leave, do have 350 in the bank and we'll have to make those decisions as they come, but that's that. Collins, 34 in this one uh, in his 58 minutes. So again, just uh, the middles for... For the Roosters, just weren't able to get a, a cracker game there. Five missed tackles, so they're all missing a lot of them. Through the middle here, and you know, look at Brandon Smith as well. Six missed tackles there, and a 31 in 63 minutes. So made 40, missed six, not good. Hardly ran the ball. Uh, forced dropout in there, and you know, one kick out of dummy half. Wasn't great for Smithy. I know a lot of people were looking at him as well, and, and that's uh, just unfortunate. Again, all your plans and all your thoughts for this game, just scrap them because you know Smithy looked okay at times. Um, what about his very humble interview, as they said, on Wide World of Sports uh, after the game, just, you know, being appreciative for being there. And I think he's just like, we just got spanked. I, I don't want to laugh and joke on there or I might get destroyed by Robbo. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Swelly, so end up with 31, guys. They uh, updated him nicely at the end of the game and then took away three of his tackle breaks. So that was nice. But he ended up getting one more up to 31, which, as I said, is pretty solid, really. Like, you're looking at a 50 average of 700, as I said, the 40 average is uh, you know that tick under 600, so he's priced in that sort of mid 30s there, which is which is fine. You know that 31 is not going to lose much cash there, and really he looks great when he has ball in hand. He does look great. He unfortunately had that one error again, just to those tackling errors when he goes to tackle and drop it down. So that was a nice one at the start. Only had the one miss. He doesn't really get involved too much in defense. Like he's not a big tackle number guy, which is annoying, obviously, but. What you're looking at with him and that whole side last night is that you know Warbrick wasn't getting any pill. Uh, it would go to Katoa a lot, and that's on the on his inside. And, and obviously, he's not going to he, most of the time. He's not going to jump in and tackle them. Some centers will get in get involved with that with those tackles there on the back row, but not often when he should be keeping out you know on your on your wing, uh, especially there. So, look. He's going okay. He's now averaging 37 for the year. It hasn't been a terrible start, but just, just as I said, this just wasn't the game for him. So he's definitely still someone that I'd be looking to move on eventually because I don't see him as being close to a keeper. And really next week, I'm going to be looking at a, a wing fullback for him. The What are my thoughts are at the moment? If Preston is out this morning, I think I might trade Chester to Walshy and have that one set. And I'd play him over Isaiah Katoa, which would get me a, hopefully get me a, a better scorer this week. And then I have one of those wing fullbacks set, and I can decide what I want to do with Suali'i and Warbrick. Uh, and those guys I already have Chester there who would, who would be moved on. If Preston is playing, I'll leave it as is, and then I'll have to make the three next week, I think, to try and really bolster things up. And yeah, if Hopgood isn't getting the minutes that we think, then he's definitely going to go. He's going to have to go to even get close to someone like Hines. But yeah, maybe we can't get him next week and we have to in round eight, but we'll work that out from there. But yeah, the wing fullbacks now after last night, 
scares me a bit. But then, as I said at the start of the year, I should just scrap all of my thinking around this game because he did run the, the footy well. When they wanted to, to to get things going in their half, they went left. They went to him. They went to, to Tupo there. And, you know, he did a good job. He made four tackle breaks. He had a couple of offloads in there. Very close to getting a few line breaks there as well. Remus Smith actually defended him pretty well and, and tackled, you know, got him around the legs a few times uh, and you know, around the ankles where he almost could have uh, shaken off a few of them. And if you do own him, there's 11% that own him in the top 5,000. So it's okay numbers. And yeah, it's either hold or sell, I think, for him at the moment. Uh, just with the Roosters being so bad, that's the main issue with it. There's, there's, yeah, he's playing fine, but the amount of drop ball that they have is just disgusting and, and he's not going to do well with uh, that happening in his team at all. Kiri wasn't great either. 26 tackles, run 60 metres, kicked a tiny bit, but yeah, no errors in this game, thankfully. Raymond Smith, we said there, 25. You got Hughes there, ended up with a 23, so okay. It was pretty bad for a, lot, a, lot, a large part of that game, but he comes back after his few weeks off and gets a low one. So watch him and his scoring over uh, his price over the next bunch of weeks. He is going to drop a lot. Junior Parlor there end up with 19 in updates. So not nice for him. He really only just had that one easy try where Walker threw it over the top and got him a nice one there. Other than that, nothing really happened for him. Even even him, you know, 85 run meters. So I think for Suli to get out get out of this game with a 31 and you know be the best out of all the centers and, and wing fullbacks in both teams, I think it you know, is, is good signs to be honest. Uh, but they do come up against Sharks next week, so that doesn't make it hard. Uh, but hopefully for, for them, and we'll see what happens with the Sharks this week, but, oh, sorry, they're not playing this week, but uh, they're, they're having high-scoring games, so that might help him there as well. Okay, moving down, you've got guys like Tupo, and then we've got Warbury guys, 13, 13 points here, and updated, downdated to 12, which wasn't nice, but again, just wasn't really, didn't have much to get involved. I don't even remember him getting the two errors. Can anyone let me, let me know what a couple of them were? Was it any of them just a tackle one where he, he dropped it on, knocked it on there. I don't remember him dropping the ball in in anything that he ran it, so whatever. Uh, but 95 run meters, no tackle breaks there. Every time he was running the ball, it was three people tackling him. So there was no chance for, for any uh, yeah, tackle bust there. They it, Yeah, they just didn't go right. Roosters didn't kick right. And when they did kick, the, the, there wasn't many kick meters. So uh, not often they were kicking to his side. It was down to many. It was down to Coates a lot of the time. So Warbrick, his money-making is now done, I think. So if you want to trade him off, beautiful. No problem there. If you want to keep hold of him, that is also okay. And you can have him with some cover for now. But really, his money-making is going to be done. Because you know, when we saw what his scores were like with Hughes. Uh, and then when Hughes was away, he scored two tries. So... I think that's enough said. Uh, yes, it could be a little bit of coincidence, but uh, I'm, I'm here to, to think not. Uh, when Vunavalu was in the team, he got a lot of ball, but a lot of it was based on uh, kicking to him. Uh, and they had some some deep, different spreads uh, in terms of their attack. So that's that, guys. That's the Thursday game. I really hope that's helped you out. Uh, thank you for the little bit of a rant that it allowed me to have. I said you guys are my, my therapist when it comes to, to fantasy. So heading into the Friday games and the rest of your week. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 